Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Senior Moments. And I'm sitting here with Pat Bell. And Reg is on the board today. Wayne didn't want to drive today. I guess that means there'll be no mistakes today. Reg, <laughs> That's <perfect>. right. <laughs> there better not be because if Wayne's listening, he'll mark them down. <laughs> Those two really go at it. So it's good to see you, Pat. I haven't seen you in ages and ages and ages. You're looking really well and healthy. Well, thank you. Did you have a good summer? Uh, we had a great summer. Uh, we've been very busy. So we, we've taken a new path in our lives, Brenda and I, uh-huh. uh, by welcoming a Ukrainian family into our home on June the 8th. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, yeah, it is. I think it has taken 10 years off of both Brenda and I, and we are just having more fun than you can possibly imagine. So they're still with us. It's the Pokin Charitas, or their their last name. Pokin. Uh, Pokin Charita. Pokin Charita. It took me a while to actually yeah. be able to pronounce that correctly yeah, all the time. Yeah. But, uh, Roman and Marina are the dad and, and mom, and then we have three uh, children. Masha is 13 years old, uh, Yeva is 11, and Pasha is 7. Oh. So our house has gone from this very quiet, <laughs> Brenda and I, where you know we don't even know if the other one's in the house at the time. To, yeah. you, you know who's there. And so you know, I was going to ask you if you were grandparents yet. And I didn't think you were. No, we are. We are grandparents many oh, times are. over. Now. Okay. Good. So um, the we 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 have uh, two You're grandsons. You're used to the little ones. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have two grandsons in Victoria who are eight and ten, uh-huh. and uh, we see them a fair bit, um, six or eight times a year probably because uh, we ski and they ski. Oh, good. And so yeah. we meet uh, meet at Sun Peaks during the winter, and then during the summer they usually come up for about three weeks. Yeah. And then uh, here in Prince George, we have uh, uh, Doug's. Uh, little guy austin who's now just turned three years old oh and uh, diana and dale who have uh, two now so charlotte who is our only kind of official granddaughter <laughs> uh, who's not quite two she'll be two uh, in a month and a half uh-huh. and then hunter who is about six months old oh and then, boy uh, and, and this isn't a secret because it's it's on social media so uh, doug and jenny uh, have another one on the go who uh, will be due i think in um, very late june early july but then now in the addition to the five plus one yeah uh, we also include uh, masha yeva and pasha right uh, so so we we feel like we have eight right now soon to be nine grandchildren yeah yeah that's what i grew up one of eight mm. and and then others came yeah but we were like the well dad was the captain of the fearless seven <laughs> and those were all of his brothers and yeah. cousins and so then there was eight of us all close to age it's really a wonderful yep. uh feeling to have you know go to school with your cousins and the school that your dad went to and and the high school your oh, dad sure. and mom went to yeah. yeah family's great but only for a certain amount of time and then they, you've got to leave them behind <laughs> well we, we sure love the polka charities and they're they're we've told them over and over again they're welcome to stay as long as they 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 want with us and i'm sure at some point they'll want to want their own home but, oh i'm uh, sure and uh, and we actually have another uh, Pokin Charita arriving uh, on February the 9th, it looks like. Uh-huh. So Roman's mom, who we oh, all call Grandma, Lydia yeah. is her name, Lydia yeah. Pokin Charita, um, 
will be flying. She has never been on an airplane in her life. Oh, my goodness. Never been in an airport in her life. Uh, (sighs) Has rarely left. Venitsa is the name of the town that they're all from. Yeah. Has rarely left Venitsa in her life. And uh, she finally made the the decision that that she needed to get out. Yeah. And so we, of course, uh, uh, were more than willing to welcome her into our home as well. So so we're going to be at eight in our home very quickly here. (laughs) So so it's going to be really interesting because... you know, Lydia and Brenda and, I mean, Marina and Brenda already have a good relationship in the kitchen. They know kind of how to work with each other. Yeah. Gets oh, to yeah. Do what. Oh, then uh, you're going to have Tara Mama. With, with Lydia coming in. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> so we'll see, see what happens. She'll just move everybody. How old is she? You know what's interesting? We all call her grandma. Yeah. Uh, and she's younger than both Brenda and I. So oh, she's really? 64, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So she's just yeah. a young little punk. Yeah. 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 But not, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I think oh. Ukraine's a bit harder on uh, people than. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I think so. Uh, yeah. And so how how do you get them over? Like, um, you know, people apply to come to Canada and it takes years. Mm-hmm. And so because they're in a war zone that would speed things up oh. i would imagine yeah a, a bit so yeah. uh, canada has a program called the canadian ukrainian canadian ukrainian emergency travel cuet c-u-e-t is what it stands for and um, you can apply or ukrainian people can apply to that program and uh, if accepted and most most people are i mean obviously if there's uh, certain characteristics and stuff there's yeah you know legal reviews done and so on but um then, uh, then they receive a three-year visa and a three-year work oh, okay. permit at the same time. Yeah. Or if they're younger, uh, to to go to school. School. And yeah. that happens. It, it was happening really quickly. It was happening in about five or six weeks. It stretched out to about four months. Now it seems like four or five months. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, it's a it's a good program. Yes. And then from there, it's all very organic. So there's a group in Prince George called PG for Ukraine. Yes. Uh, that uh, pairs up people that are interested in coming to Prince George uh, with prospective host families. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we went through that process. Brenda and I went through that process. And uh, we were kind of an early adopter. We we identified ourselves as willing to host uh, shortly after the war started. Yeah. Uh, both Brenda and I kind of looked at each other and just wondered how can how can this happen in yeah. what you think of as a pretty civilized part of the world, yeah. and uh, how how can there be this war, and uh, all these people fleeing to Poland in particular? Yeah, uh, our family uh, went to Bulgaria, was where they were. Um, so, uh, and what happened was um, uh, this uh, our family and Roman in particular had a friend from Kazakhstan whose brother lives in Prince George. Oh, for heaven's sake! And so he got in touch with this brother and said, "What do you think of Prince George?" And he said, "Oh, it's a good place." And yeah. so then they put a, their name into PG for Ukraine. Yeah. And then uh, we were uh, contacted by PG for Ukraine and said, "What do you think?" And so we started having some discussions. And, and again, this goes back to I guess last May now yeah. or even maybe late April, early May. And um, we just felt it looked like a really good fit right away. So we said, yep, let's let's do it. And and then the rest, um, you know, the rest is all, all history. So it, it's, it's actually uh, compared to many other countries and everything you hear about mm-hmm. immigration to Canada, it's actually a fairly streamlined process. So oh, that sounds good. 
because I think there's a lot of people that would be willing to open their homes, but think mm-hmm. it's a, it's overwhelming for them. Well, and and, and uh, for you know, I, I mean, just since we're talking to them, you know, tens of thousands of people out yes. there today on on this radio show. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I I would say if any if people are interested, uh, they can reach out to PG for Ukraine. Yes. They can contact me. I'm easy to get through the winery if they yes. call the winery and say they want to talk to me. They'll they'll get me a message. Yeah. Um, the um, and, you know, it isn't – in our situation, we have five people or soon to be six. Yes. Uh, and that might be overwhelming for some people. But there are lots of circumstances where, you know, there's a, a single lady mm-hmm. uh, who came and uh, there was a retired teacher who had a two-bedroom apartment. And she stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, I can I can do that. Nice. And so these two ladies have just really like each other. And it's worked out incredibly well. And they've become really good friends. And, yeah. And so, you know, and then there's – other circumstances where there's, you know, maybe a mom and a child, uh, and then other circumstances where there's smaller families and then bigger families. So, you know, if, if people say, well, I've got room for one person or two people, they shouldn't rule themselves out. Yes. And yes, the, exactly. The kind of general expectation uh, is that it's about a three-month uh, thing that people would step up to. Now, Brenda and I have committed to much longer with our family because mm-hmm. they just feel like family to us. So yeah. we're not, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just like having a fourth uh, child or, or the Marina. We always think of her as our daughter. Yes. Now, right? So, so, um, it's, uh, but you know, generally speaking, people need to think it's probably going to take three months for them to get settled and organized, and then they can start looking for an apartment or yeah. other accommodation. But it's, uh, I, I highly recommend it. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, it's been the best experience we've ever had. It's well, really if you fun. can't go over to the culture, bring the culture into your home, you know, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just for, for us. I mean, Brenda and I were, are in the right place in our lives, yes. the right time in our lives. We've, we've got the time. Uh, our home is not huge. I mean, we're living in 2,400 square feet. There's soon soon to be eight of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, we make it work. Yeah. And uh, so, but it's, it's yeah, it's the kind of thing people are always, uh, they're concerned. They worry about what's this going to do to, to, to my life. Those are all fair concerns. But if people, you know, if you're listening to this and mm-hmm. you're going, eh, maybe we should think about it. Uh, phone the winery, reach out to me, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm happy to, to get together. Or, and there's lots of other folks that and you can talk to. there's not, not an issue me. with English. I think oh, most, there is. Is there? <laughs> oh, Sharon, oh, my we, goodness. So, so. Well, I mean, you had trouble pronouncing their last name, and to me it sounds like part of a song, yeah. <laughs> their last name. Yeah. So they had almost no English when oh, they Oh, dear. <laughs> and um, Google Translate is your friend. And oh. if, if you have never used Google Translate, it's a free app that you download on your phone. It oh. is a miracle. So it is oh, the, the that's best how thing. you're operating. Yep. Yep. Well, not anymore. They've, they've in, in coming up to eight months now uh their english uh is very good and we're able to sit down you know dinner breakfast whatever mm-hmm. we, can, we have good conversations in in english so uh so they've made and i would say even after you know even after two or three weeks they were starting to be able to have some basic conversational english yeah 
Uh, but Google Translate is uh, yeah, but an what amazing a miracle. Tool. Yeah. Well, IMMS has English as the second language mm-hmm. that's free. So, yep. and does Roman have a trade? He does. Roman mm-hmm. is a carpenter. Oh, and he's been working for IQ Builders since shortly after they oh, arrived. Cool. Yeah. So uh, he's he's uh, done very well. They they really like him. They're really happy with the quality of his work. Uh, and uh, Marina uh, is working actually in in our business now in our accounting. I thought division. that would so, be good. Yeah. 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 So yeah. she just, she works half time. So which is a good fit for her because she's there when the kids leave for school in the morning. Yeah. She's there when the kids get home in the afternoon. So it's a it's a really good fit. But you know we we. Um, our experience has been uh, any employer when they hire uh, one of these Ukrainian immigrants is just really happy with their work. It's always intimidating because they always worry, what's their English going to be like? Yeah, Am I right. going to be able to communicate? What, yeah. you know, but they, they work incredibly hard. Well, they're, they're part of Canada. And, like, they settled Canada. 1.4 million Ukrainians in yes, Canada. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and... Um, and so, and they're hardy. I mean, I shouldn't put it all in one basket, but the the Ukrainian, say, second or third generation Canadians, mm-hmm. you know, their parents lived hard. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. they lived on the prairies, and they yeah. had the farm, and they had all kinds of kids. And that's that's and, where the biggest population center of Ukrainians is still is in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, yeah, there's big populations. But Prince George is about 150 that have come through this program. Oh, cool! Uh, more arriving every week. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, what's today? Uh, Tuesday, it's the 31st, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. There's a family. Or Thursday, there's a family arriving. Friday, I think there's a couple arriving. Uh, next week, there's a big family arriving. A family of seven. Wow! Uh, so you know, I, I, I would, I would bet we'll be at. 250 to 300 by summer. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you know, they're all in the community. People get to know them, and, uh, yeah. It's, it's, they're just folks. Yeah, it's building it's, our community. Yeah. It's building and, our community. And, I mean, they're solid. Uh, the, in fact, some of my best friends have Ukrainian ancestry, and they're the most common sense, mm-hmm. fun people, musical Oh, they! And the food is fantastic. Old <laughs> friend, friend, and I have gained about ten pounds. That's the only thing. <laughs> the only downside is you're probably going to gain weight. Do so they that, make that bread, a, homemade bread? Is she oh, making for you? Uh, no, uh, we haven't had too much homemade bread. Uh, you know, pierogies, cabbage oh, rolls, all, I, the, all time. the stuff I love. Uh, yeah. Desserts, uh, yeah. all kinds of. They're they're very big on different types of potato dishes. Yes, yeah, and, that would uh, be makes them just wonderful. Hmm, ones. You'd think they'd be related to the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, that's a good thing to hear. You know, the other day I had, I cut up bacon, which I'm not supposed to eat, onions, cabbage, and then pierogies, mm-hmm. and then sour cream. Yep. Like, oh, there's nothing like it. Yep. Eh? No, no. They're, they're, and, you know, I didn't really realize this, but they make, like, dessert pierogies. Oh, yes. And they mm-hmm. made, we had some pierogies the other day that had cherries in them. Oh, that would be good with a little dusting yeah. of... Um, yeah, they had a little sauce. That they, yeah. yeah. It was oh, wonderful. Boy. Yeah. So talking about all that, the winery mm-hmm. seems to be doing very well. I mean, I remember when you retired and you had that roast, and, and I said, well, you know, after you've been in politics for a while, you got to open your own winery. <laughs> got to find, find something new to do, yeah. Yeah, no, Doug is doing a fantastic job over there. Uh, Northern Lights, I should make sure everybody knows. Is, I'm sure is there they another do. winery? No, I don't think so, because what I read today is that you were first in Canada with uh, non 
using not yep. not using grapes. Yeah, number one number one fruit winery in Canada. I suspect the world, but but I can't say that because yeah. you you, yeah. you know the statistics are too hard to pull together. Um, the uh, uh, in British Columbia, there's 350 wineries altogether, mainly grape. It's about yeah. maybe 25-ish fruit wineries. Yeah. Um, out of the 350 total wineries, we are the 36th largest now. Oh. So we're not quite in the top 10%, but really it, close to yeah. being in the top 10%. Um, and uh, we we have grown to the point where we're in over 300 uh, liquor stores uh, across the province. Uh, we're starting to branch out. We're going to do our first shipment into the Yukon in the next uh, oh, cool. little bit here, yeah. the next month or so. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at Alberta. Yeah. As well, so uh, we employ about seventy people. Yeah, uh, at the winery we're farming about twenty-seven acres. Yeah, so it is uh, turned into a much larger venture than Doug and I could have imagined. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it all alcoholic? It is at this point. Uh, we are very keen on doing some non-alcoholic uh, wines because I love the cranberry. Yep. You know, um, I was reading the different kinds you've got there, and cranberry is so healthy mm-hmm. and so good for mm-hmm. you. And I, I don't take alcohol at all, but I sure some of your wines just make me drool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're wonderful, and I mean that's why we've done so well. We've got an amazing winemaker uh, mm. who was trained in Bordeaux, France. Oh yes, and uh, so really uh, produces his English? high quality. Her, 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 <laughs> her, her. her. She, oh, nice. She's French Canadian, actually. Oh, but Christine okay. Larue is her name, but yeah. But um, the uh, she has just done an amazing job. The issue at this point, Sharon, that we have is we just didn't build it big enough when we built it yeah and, uh, so we need to do a significant expansion a bridge across the Nechaco <laughs> so we, we do have that the plans underway for that oh, cool. probably not construction in, in next year probably yeah. the year after yeah um, and then once we do that then you know you'll see us expanding into some non-alcoholic wines and and different juices and so on so I think there's lots of opportunity oh there. yeah because there's a lot of people who would love a a glass of you got blueberry port mm-hmm. and and rhubarb uh, strawberry and that would go over good on ice cream. Yeah, that's oh. our number one seller. So is it? so we call it seduction. Okay, and it's a rhubarb strawberry blend, and it's the number one selling fruit wine in Canada uh, oh. by a bunch. It, it represents about three and a half percent of the total fruit wine sales in all of Canada. And that one one wine, and there's you know, I know there's six or seven hundred fruit wines in Canada. Well, yeah, so. well we all love rhubarb strawberry pie. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking of that over ice cream. What's Ursa? Ursa. Um, so Ursa is uh, our apple wine, and that's connected okay. to the Bearware program. So Ursa oh, is yes. the uh, Big Dipper, Little Dipper, which is the two bear constellations right. in the sky, right? Right. So that's why it's called Ursa. Okay. So uh, and as, as you know, I think many people will know, in the fall every year we uh, uh, collect uh, apples, apples from the community. Yeah. Uh, typically, we've been between fifteen and thirty thousand pounds a year that we take. Uh, we donate fifty cents a pound to the Bearware Society for every. Everything nice. that comes in. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't have the ability to pick their own fruit, we do have a small team that we send out. Yeah. Usually we can't get everyone that wants us to pick. Yeah. But uh, we do have a small team. And then we take that wine and uh, make it into, or that, pardon me, those apples, that fruit, and make yeah. it into an apple wine. I just and had a, 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 a shot there um, to get uh, activators to be part of that. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. a work group. For sure. Yeah, get a hold of Dave and yep. say, look, help us out here to to get the... There was two. You've got these French ones, like 
Curvy Noir. Cuvée Noir. Cuvée Noir. Yeah, yeah. Cuvée Noir and Cuvée Blanche. So (laughs) Cuvée is uh, French for blend. Okay. Uh, Noir is for red. Or red. Blanche is for white White, or blanc is white. So it's a white blend, red blend. So the the Cuvée Blanche has been very successful. We've had it for almost since day one. And it's a a combination of five different fruits. So there's apple uh, in there, gooseberry in there, uh, rhubarb. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, strawberry oh, and yeah. uh, um, apricot. So oh, are the five apricot. different fruits. And uh, it makes a very interesting wine. It's, it, it creates all kinds of complexity and flavors. And and some people will try it. We often do blind tastings with it at the winery. Yeah. And we'll say to people, tell me what's in it, right? Yeah. And someone will go, oh, well, I taste the apricot in there. And someone else will go, well, I don't taste any apricot, but I sure get some apple. And someone else will say, well, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I get this good. But it's very interesting because people get individual yeah. elements of it. Yeah. But they don't realize it's a blend until you tell them. Yeah. So you must get the apricots from Spencer's Bridge in uh, Yeah, Okanagan-ish. Yeah, we, we, all of our yeah. fruit comes from B.C. Yes. We're currently growing about 35% of the fruit that we use, but we have 27 acres planted. Um, A lot of that. So we have a property at Foreman Flats as well. So that's our larger kind of agricultural holding. There's 40 acres there. Um, The... um issue is we're never planting far enough ahead so so doug and i have sat down and we've worked out a plan so now we've got enough planted we think to get to about twenty thousand cases a year there were about ten thousand now yeah so uh, uh but you know a lot of that fruit takes time for it to mature to mature yeah so that's still kind of three four what about years a out. greenhouse yeah. um, have you thought so about the that fruits with the exception of apricot and we've tried some apricot, some very cold-hardy apricot, and it hasn't worked. Yeah. We haven't been able to make it work. But with the exception of apricot, most of the fruit we can we can produce uh, locally. Yeah. So we're, we're, it's a very high percentage of what we need. I was just thinking of those p- pears back east that were fall pears, mm-hmm. rust, rust or something. Yep. yep. That would be pear There's wine. There's lots oh. of pears in Prince George. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's quite interesting because unlike... Um, so the Okanagan pears, uh, they're often quite spicy. Yes. And that makes really interesting wine. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's one of the things that we found is that. Oh, yeah. Pears fruit with that's, nutmeg. Yeah. Exactly. Fruit yeah. that's been produced in warmer climates, um, ten, I don't want to say it's bland, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't create the same type of flavors that you yeah. get from wine that's produced from fruit in cold hardy or colder areas. Yeah. So while originally, you know, everyone kind of presumed it would be a disadvantage to yeah. have a winery in northern BC, yeah. I think yeah, it's actually right. turned out to be an advantage I think for us. Because those uh, rust pears will take the, your gums off. Yeah. They're so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so good. Yeah. And, and I really haven't seen them out here, but I haven't looked that hard. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, has, has, Haskaps. I thought they were a grape. When I bought them, yep. you know, yep. and and I got really addicted to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're Delicious. wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful fruit. Uh, it uh, yeah, so and that actually is one that's very interesting because if you grow that in the Okanagan or the Lower Mainland, you can't make wine with it. The acidity is too high and it ripens very early in the oh, year, okay. so it doesn't have time to dump off its acidity. Yeah, when you grow it in a northern climate, and it will grow in zone two, so you could grow it in Whitehorse if you wanted to. Wow. Um, so when you grow it in northern climate, it takes 
takes longer to ripen and mature, and so it dumps the acidity and it makes a wonderful wine. So oh, it's uh, we have about right. um, I think we're pushing five acres of Haskup. Yeah, probably that we wow. have planted. Now. So we we're deeply invested in it, and it's one <laughs> it's one of those ones that the fruit takes about five years to really start to develop on the plant. Yeah, and then we like to age our Haskup wine for two years. We think it really wow. improves with time in the bottle. Yeah. So from the time you plant put the plant in the ground yeah. until the time you sell your first bottle of wine is seven years. Oh, so boy. I don't think there's too too many too many people that are that patient <laughs> no, enough I don't to, think to do so. that. To wait for that. No, the first time I tasted like the Jewish ceremonial wine mm-hmm. and it was like syrup and mm-hmm. it was grape and and uh um, it was very, very sweet. And I think it was for ceremonies and you're only supposed to drink, you know, a tiny little mm-hmm. drop of it. But it's almost like jam. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Mogan David, oh, that was the name of Mogan David. And our, our wines, uh, people expect fruit wine to be sweet. Yeah. Uh, we have a full array in our portfolio. So we have our Haskap wine is as dry as the driest Cabernet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our, our seduction, so the strawberry rhubarb, yeah. is, you know, probably the equivalent of a Sauvignon Blanc. So maybe a two or a Gewürztraminer. Yeah. So so we have a full array uh, of wines from sweet to dry. Is it? 23% alcohol or? No, 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 no. Usually wine is kind of 15 and under. Okay. When it gets over 15, it kind of falls into a bit of a new category. Um, so uh, most of our wines are between 12 and 13. Uh, we do do a, a wine, though, uh, it's, a, it's a whole series that we call Temptation, mm-hmm. and it's in a can. Oh. So it's a 250-mil can. Uh-huh. Uh, it's under 100 calories per can, and it's about wow. 7% alcohol, so it's much lower. Yeah. A little bit of a sparkle to it. Mm. Uh, we did a test run two summers ago, went very well, sold very I quickly. I think so, yeah. And then so last summer we did a bigger run of it, or for the summer, yeah. and it sold very well. So again, this year we're going to take another step up. A little up bit and, of zip to it as yeah. well. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a cooler. It's, it's, the idea is that, you know, you throw three or four or five of these things in your cooler when yes. you get to the lake. And, yeah. yeah. And I think it would be delicious. Yep. And um, I went on the site and the displays that you show mm-hmm. are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the, um, you can order Different groupings yep. of uh, yep, we wine. We do lot, lots of online you ship business. It. Yeah. yeah, and and the other thing I should just point out, given the the date today, yeah, uh, is that we uh, we have three special labels uh, for Valentine's Day. Okay, and so they're at the winery, they're at the local liquor stores. So they're they are really really cute labels they, that we have done up yeah. for uh, specifically for Valentine's Day. Oh, you, so you have you must have someone who has really artistic talent that does mm-hmm. your website because it it was really like you just want to get right in there and yeah. eat some of that chocolate and drink some of yeah, that Yeah, we have uh, actually a professional photographer on staff. Oh, cool. Um, who uh, we've had for, I think he's been maybe three or four years now. Mm-hmm. And so he does all our photography work. And, uh, yeah, we have a very strong team for on the social marketing. Yeah. Uh, People need to go on it, on the website yeah. and have a look. And also you've got specials coming up, like Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You've got, yep. um, I think, 
I think you're booked, actually. Uh, I, I talked to Doug, and I think we still do have a few seats left, have you? but I think it's really close to being fully booked. And you just finished yesterday having a long table, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and that made me think of Britain in the old yep. days, and uh, or my family yep. <laughs> at New Year's. Well, you know, you know we, we last year we decided to close for the January, February, March period, because it was slower in the restaurant at that time of the year. Yeah. Uh, but this year we decided, no, we're going to try and do a bunch of events like the Valentine's Day event, like yes. the long table dinner. So, yes. So, yeah, people go on the website, take a look. we got lots of interesting stuff coming up. And you have a ring-making day <clears throat> coming up <clears throat> where people can make their own ring. Yep. And you've got someone who's local yep. coming in to... We, we do paint nights all the time as well where people come in and do their own painting and oh, really? drink some wine and, uh, oh, and they go home Maybe. with a painting. You know, maybe with the 15% wine, you could start doing face painting. I think that would be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Especially pay, painting a face on top of your head. That's right. Yeah, they, they, you need a lot of paint in my case. They've got a lot of territory to cover. <laughs> oh, that would be too much. You'd have men end up in fistfights, I think. Oh, it looks like I have to wrap up, he says. Okay. So I've I really enjoyed seeing yeah, you. And yeah. this has been fun. Always a pleasure. And we need to do it again. Yep. And maybe talk about um, environmental stuff. Yeah, maybe for sure. a little more serious. And and so get a hold of uh, Pat at the winery if you're interested in sponsoring somebody yeah. from the Ukraine. Yeah, and it's it's uh, there's no financial obligation. It's all uh, you know. It's, it's just, just give a, them a shelter. You, you you give them a bedroom and they're happy. Yeah, good. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, sir. We'll take a short break and be back with our next guest. There's a river of birds in my a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world. Produced and distributed by the Women's International News Gathering Service. Listen for Wings at its new time, Wednesday nights at 9.30, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Local singer-songwriters Amy Blanding, Rochelle Van Zanten, and Kim Gucci share the stage with your Prince George Symphony Orchestra Saturday, April 15th at Vanier Hall. The PG Symphony Sessions is a celebration of local music with the original songs featuring new orchestral arrangements by Simon Cole. Tickets are available at the Symphony Office and through PGSO.com. The PG Symphony Sessions with Rochelle Van Zanten, Kim Gucci, and Amy Blanding joining your Prince George Symphony Orchestra Saturday, April 15th at Vanier Hall. Construction professionals from around Norton, B.C. will gather at the Build the North Conference March 22nd to 23rd. Hosted by the Norton Regional Construction Association, Build the North will be tackling topics like contracts, risk management, leadership, mental health, culture, branding, technology, and creating resiliency. The conference will be held at the Coast Hotel, and registration is now open. Registration and full details are available through the Northern Regional Construction Association's website at nrca.ca. Prince George five-day forecast from Environment Canada for today's snow. Wind from the south of 20K gusting to 40, a high of minus 4 with a wind chill to minus 13. Tonight's snow, gusting south winds continuing, the temperature steady near minus 4 with a wind chill to minus 10. On Wednesday, snow, gusting south winds becoming light near noon, the temperature steady near minus 4 with a wind chill to minus 11. Flurries is the forecast for Thursday, a low of minus 5, a high of 2. Sunny on Friday with low of 0, a high of 3, and cloudy on Saturday 
Friday with a low of minus 4 and a high of 3. The long-range forecast for Sunday and Monday, cloudy each day with lows around minus 6 and highs of 1. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. We're back with our next guest. And I would like you both to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Davey Greenlees uh, with Scouts Canada locally here in Prince George. Uh, and I'm Peter Winters, also with Scouts Canada in Prince George. And so I met Davey at uh, Summer Games and uh, found out that he was involved with Scouts Canada. And uh, it's something that's always been close to my heart. I was a girl, uh, Canadian girl in training, CGIT. <laughs> we wore Navy uniforms for some silly reason. <laughs> but um, I learned a lot by being in part of that. And I, I really like the principles and the beliefs of, of scouts and guides and, and brownies. And they've changed the name of brownies now. But let's talk about... Uh, embers, I believe. They're called embers now. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, a better So their name. youngest group is Sparks, and the oh. next group up is now Embers. So it's like the fire is starting to grow. So oh, it's kind of a neat cool. name change. Yeah. And so um, I would like to talk about... You've got the camp, you've got the groups. Let's talk about uh, what Prince George is offering to uh, Boy Scouts. And what is the age group? Well, actually, we're taking kids as young as five, and they're pretty much just up from there. Um, until recently, I had kids in each one of the first three, and I think Davey's just gotten my eldest. <laughs> Sorry, Davey. <laughs> great kid, great kid. <laughs> But I mean, we've, we're, you know, we're uh, a very broad organization right now. So, of course, we're taking them pretty much in grade one um, all the way up to, well, we've got a couple of university students that volunteer with us as well. Oh, cool. Um, you know, and it's really nice to see the children as they progress throughout the course of this. You see the growth and you see them giving their, their mentoring opportunities. In fact, I... I steal, you know, Ben from uh, the Scouts every now and then to teach our cub groups. Yes. So it's it's an amazing program. And aside from sort of all of the outdoor education and whatnot, what we're really teaching is leadership. Yes. And, um, you know, you've got to have something to take with you into the world. And, and everybody, these days, it seems that both parents have to work. And uh, um, kids need guidance. They need mentorship. Uh, we have big brothers. There's a lot of uh, single moms, single dads. And who's filling in the, the gap? And uh, well, Currently in our society, a lot of that gap filling is happening by electronics, right? Yeah, and, and uh, it's true. And, and like, scouts, we're not against electronics, but we, we, we're, like, right in there. We'll, we'll, we teach some of that stuff, and we might have a video night or something. But we also, there's other things to do. And, and I can tell you the, the scouts that I take out for a weekend of, of winter camping, which we did just this weekend, um, mm-hmm. They had more fun over yeah. the w- the weekend outdoors and exploring and looking at stars and that kind of stuff than they would have uh, having a full weekend of playing video games. You know, I, I, I went to a group years ago where we had to learn about trust. And it was in winter, or spring, I think. And you picked your partner and you blindfolded. You got blindfolded and your partner took you. Uh, you just remind me of that because all of a sudden my partner stuck a uh, icicle 
and but it was about experiencing trust and and making sure like then I had fun when he became my partner I had fun walking him into puddles it, it's, it's the trust and it's the uh, teamwork that yes. the, the kids uh, don't get a lot of they get a lot of nowadays it's individual everything even schooling and everything is really individualized and focuses like on what they can do and um, we take the values of what they can do to support their group and show you know they get to learn that everybody has their place yes and together they can do like amazing things yeah those uh, groups so that's amazing yeah those group uh, um, those group things that you can do to build that trust because I I used to do it when I was uh, um, running Phoenix House and every so often you'd feel you need to bring everybody together and get someone to come and lift one person off a chair with two fingers with three people you know that that kind of power that you have and there's so much missing i'm not i don't want to be judgmental but there's so much missing in um and thinking about other people and thinking about other people's um needs i mean the thing about boy scouts was always Showing them helping an old lady across the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old cliche there. Yeah. But, you know, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's helping another person who might, you know, first of all, you need to ask. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, the, the the things that you teach are being missed because of of this, you know, the cell phones. And, the, and I remember when they brought computers out, I knew right away, <laughs> there, there we go. It's a way to distance yourself from other people effectively. Well, and I know just the other day we were talking about the old adage of making sure that you're doing a good turn every day. Find yes. something, you know, do one thing every day. And I mean, it, it may be something small. Yeah. But at the end of all of this, it's that one thing that creates that ripple. Yes. You know, and I know throughout Beavers and throughout Scouts, we'll have some form of community involvement. Um, you know, we do, there's an apple day where we, basically all we're doing is giving out apples. And of course, we're asking for a donation at the same time. But if yeah. you don't have the money, sometimes it's just nice to have someone give you an apple yeah. as a token of friendship. Yes. Um, we often do things like community garbage pickups. Right yeah. now, it's a little bit difficult. But I mean, yeah. when, uh, you know, we did uh, College Heights School a couple of years ago, and we walked away with eight, nine bags full of garbage. Wow. But, yeah, that's something that I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Yeah, just, COVID did a lot of harm, you know, in in many many different ways. But one of them was shutting everything down and, and making us lazy. Well, you know what's really cool with with COVID actually, uh, bringing that topic up is that everybody shut down mm-hmm. except us. Mm-hmm. We we took all the kids outdoors. Oh. We continued our meetings. Good. We didn't do anything outdoors. We masked and we gloved and we did all the precautions and we kept everybody apart. Yeah. Um, and it actually did us a really good, uh, a large benefit to what we were doing because, <laughs> like, we didn't have the indoors to fall onto anymore. We didn't have the school gym and, like, the five-year-olds right? who, who you'd think in the middle of the winter would need to be inside of a school gym. They were outside just having a great time and doing their thing. And, yeah. and uh, so throughout COVID, the groups, the, the scouting group uh, in Prince George here just kept going along. So what did you do this weekend? Did you sleep outside? Did you make uh, um, 
Snow houses? Well, you know, well, the snow's not good for for any kind of of that right now. It's pretty powdery underneath the yeah. ice. Um, but normally, uh, I would say, yeah, we we would have slept out in um, lean twos or shelters that the kids make, and that's that's pretty much our regular mo. Yeah. Um, but this weekend, we wanted to change things up a little bit, and we rented a cabin. Oh yeah. So we spent all day outside, but then we came in at night and had it was around the the fireplace. And and had board games and told, and did you tell uh, ghost stories? Um, no, because I because <laughs> guaranteed you're going to get one kid that's going to be not sleeping at night thanks to this. So, if I can interject here, yeah. I don't think Davey takes quite enough credit for what he does. I remember, um, <laughs> you know, my 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 boy came back from this weekend, okay. and he was telling stories about hanging out with a group. <clears throat> a group of his of the favorite people that he's got there and he's built some amazing relationships and a lot of that is fostered by Davey and his people uh-huh and he tells me a story of just literally, literally lying on the ice, staring yeah. at constellations, and listening oh, to the ice and the songs oh, of the ice yeah. and whatnot yeah and he's telling me this, and I'm thinking I missed out yeah well, why wasn't I there yeah and it's yeah it uh it, it really does create these kind of magical experiences. Well, that was really a, actually a neat moment because I'd taken them out on the ice um, because it was a beautiful night and we could see the stars yeah. and then took the opportunity to get them to be quiet, yeah. which for preteens, 11, 12, 13-year-olds yeah. is really difficult. Yeah. And not only be quiet, but stop moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, then to hear all the sounds and, like, knowing that the ice is moving and the, and the, the sounds of that the ice, and the, yeah. the gurgling noises yeah. and then the, the natural noises of the trees and the wind and that yeah. sort of stuff. And and there was uh, a, a small group of them after we were done, and I, I told them they were welcome to stay out there. And there was three or four kids that laid down on the ice so they could feel the movement of the ice and watch the sky and, you know, look for the, the shooting stars and that. So, you know, and I, I'll, I'll take the noisy ones back to the cabin and look back and I was like, you know, I'm, a, I'm pleased to see that, you know, there's still youth with that sort of interest that'll take the time to, you know, just look at the stars. You know, and that's what our grandmother did for, for us, my dad's mom, and, um, and got, us very curious about trees, leaves, um, uh, stars, bats. You know, you're out in the boat in the middle of the lake in the middle of the night, and the bats are flying around you. Yeah, you take me back to a wonderful time of my life. Um, and and isn't it amazing? Like when you think about it, and the times that you connected with that kind of a feeling, right? Yes. And to so, the earth, to the earth, to yeah. Mother Nature, and yeah. and the skies and the ground below you. Yeah, and, yeah. And just to just to feel that is is in a way uh, an amazing uh, experience. And then being able to take that and guide the yeah. youth yeah. to have that experience, and guide my friends who are grandmothers now to say, "You have an opportunity to um, be magical." Because she taught us, did you see that? Do you see that little boy in the leaves there, and and lay on the the rocks and look at the clouds and see the different figures in the clouds, and uh, um, get our imagination going, um, taking me out at four o'clock in the morning, you know, rowing in the dark and the sun coming up and yeah, and those are the things that you do. 
that yeah. my grandmother did that other other kids don't get to have a grandma yeah. like me and my grandpa like me and uh, so you're you're sitting in for my grandparents and, <laughs> and the kids are getting the experience that I did oh, absolutely i mean i'm i'm not saying that by any stretch we're we're taking a position but i have to tell you i mean when i was growing up and i grew up in the lower mainland i didn't have this i grew yeah. up somewhat insular i was a city boy and then i came yeah. to prince george and then they convinced me to put on a red shirt. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, sleeping in, outdoors in a, you know, in a, in a, under a tarp and it's minus 15. And yet toasted because they've taught me how to do this. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and so how is your, um, like, do you have an, quite a few people as members or do you need more members and more volunteers? Well, I think, uh, right now, um, in our current society, you, people automatically think that scouts might be declining because there's not enough kids interested in that sort of stuff. And I can tell you that there's more kids interested than we can handle. Oh, cool. Uh, our problem is finding adults to sign up to be leaders. Okay. Because um, typically, your typical leader is probably, say, in your 30s kind of thing when they just, uh, when they've got kids and that. But the society's changed that from, like, what can I do f to help everybody else to, like, yeah. but that takes up some of my time to me. be at home, right? Yeah. The, the, the me generation, yeah. if you yeah. will. And um, so trying to convince parents and other people to come out and be a volunteer and give us some time and, and, and share that experience and time with, with the youth, um, that's really one of our, our most difficult uh, aspects of keeping the uh, organization going. You know, so you're teaching kids survival skills, and um, who's going to teach your kids survival skills if you're busy? If you've got two, everybody's got two jobs, or everybody's working. Um, scouts are going to do that, and and I think um, you know, starting a fire, finding the wood, the right wood, how how to make a snow house with uh, with the the limbs off the trees, and uh, how to cook water take snow and make water out of it and to survive yeah. and those are the things that give you confidence in yourself but sadly we've got a lot of kids sitting on a waiting list waiting to come and join us because, because we, we can need, only take yeah, so many yeah and so we need people who are interested in and in teaching children survival skills well honestly it's not even that we need we need people because I think that everyone has something to show. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's not even so much like, you'd, you'd, you know, I don't need you to live in a forest for a week. What I need is someone that wants to come out and have some fun. Yes. That really what it, that's really what it is. Yeah. You know, this is, this is not an onerous task. No. This is, this is not a matter of, well, you, you need to be a camper. You need to be a survivalist. You need to be this. Before I started all of this, I was a desk jockey. I, yeah. I worked, well, I work in a bank now, but yeah. I didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of this is we have roles for everyone, and I can, I genuinely believe that everyone has something to teach. I agree know? with you. Everybody has uh, a specialty, if, if uh, I could use that word, because everybody does, because they have an interest <clears throat> in something. <clears throat> whether it be bees or making bread. <laughs> and so how did they get a hold of you? Well, the easiest way is through our website, and that's myscouts.ca. Um, you can register to be a volunteer there. Um, you know, Beyond that, 
Um, you know, there's obviously there's scouts.com. Uh, yeah. Both websites are, are active, and you'll be able to find scout groups that way. Yeah, and uh, there is criminal. Scouts.ca? Yeah, sorry. What is it again? Scouts.ca. That's how I found it. Um, And criminal record checks, just so people know, they weren't. Years ago, we didn't have criminal record checks on our list, and and uh, now we all have to have criminal record checks. To when work people with sign up now, we we have to do references. We get the criminal record checks done, and then there's also uh, some online training so that they. Uh, the first part of it is so they understand what Scouts Canada is about and our mission and values and and uh, different age groups and that sort of stuff. And another part is. Um, the uh, same kind of training as you would if you were a hockey coach and just really like the do's and don'ts and yeah and uh how to be appropriate around children yeah and uh, after that like the actual hands-on uh working with kids is just uh done with the rest of the leadership team and and you just find your not your uh, niche is the word i'm looking yeah. for and so, and um, you can have female leaders as well as male. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Scouts Absolutely. Canada is uh, co-ed, and I believe it's been co-ed since '73. I think so, yeah. something like that. So, and that's how, we, and it's no longer uh, Boy Scouts of Canada. We're just Scouts Canada. Scouts Canada, yeah. Because my sister was a, a leader, and, yeah. and her sons went through, and then went into the. The Navy, the whatever the boys are that go into the the Navy thing, I forget what it's called. <laughs> it ended up that my my uh, um, one nephew is now in the armed forces, so oh, nice. he started off with scouts and then into the the the, the boy Navy guys, and now he's uh, uh, going to be one of our Army guys. Now, Scouts Canada women you can go and be a leader and uh you don't have to think it's just about guys and uh and then so the girl guys and, and female youth can also sign up yes so that's right it's, it's we're just we're we're co-ed through and through yeah it's not it's not like it used to be and and uh it isn't just one gender no now whoever wants it's to just people yeah we're just people and as far as the uh, the leadership uh, goes you made it quite clear that you don't have to be a bush guy and Ab- <laughs> absolutely not um and you know when i started i certainly wasn't i am much more so now and, and to your point about female leaders um, my wife ran the beavers group in town here you know, literally hurting. I think there was about twenty-five young kids, and the beavers are the, they're the what the six or five to seven ones, and five, mm-hmm. six, and seven, five, yeah. six, yeah. and seven. And yeah. I got to tell you, that's a woman with profound patience. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll go and help out at one of those meetings once in a while, but oh my goodness, I just don't have the energy for that anymore. <laughs> right. If ever you needed a definition of pandemonium, that was it. Yeah. Like you've got all of these kids. And they're all just having the time of their lives. If you can, if you can show up and you can see literally twenty five kids running around screaming, just you know, <laughs> good screaming, good screaming. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah they're, a good uh, time. You know, they're they're running around, they're getting dirty, they're having fun. It's just, it's an amazing experience to watch. So the afar. beavers are the the first young ones. Yes. And so, what would they be learning? 
to scream and have fun. Well, with them, and I actually I ran a beavers group for a number of years as well before my kids moved into Cubs, and I was able to pawn that off on my wife. But I mean, it's <laughs> uh, they learn a lot of things. I mean, whether that's some outdoor skills that we have, you know, we learn them how to. Um, be found if they're lost in the woods. Oh, um, we you know some basic plant identification. We teach them a little bit about animal tracks. You know, there's just there's uh, we haven't quite quite gotten them in most cases. They graduate up to camping outdoors. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we have one activity that's a favorite every year where they grab mud and dirt and sticks and they build a dam. Oh, and, yes. And then we test them with jugs of water. Oh, yes. Yeah. And there is not a single beaver that will walk out of there that isn't completely covered in mud. And it is literally <laughs> the, it is the favorite of the year. Oh, it well, would and, be. and they're yeah. doing like engineering and like yeah. without really thinking about it, they're, they're, they're trying to design a, a dam that's going to hold the most water out of all of their, their mates there. So yeah. like it's. Yeah. 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 Plus it's a, a good learning for, um, when you have a garden and you want to uh, just water part of the garden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned to do that with a, uh, a group of us that had a day a week that we took care of the garden. Right. And and, uh, and I learned from the people how to build a little dam at each end so the water does only goes where they want it to. So that's a good thing to do. And then the next level is cups. Yes. Yeah. And then they would... Cubs uh, are 8, 9, and 10. Uh-huh. And they are also out learning uh, a little bit outdoors, a little bit more leadership, uh, um, a little bit more ownership over their program and what they're doing. And they're, they're you know, asked what their interests are, and and the, the program is kind of built around what that group is interested in doing. Yeah. And... And then sometimes it's just you know pure dragging them out for a hike or something. And <laughs> nice. But but yeah, that's a, another great age. They're just doing the next step um, of moving up and and to their abilities. Do you take them up to Eskers? Uh, I think we've been up to yeah, Eskers yeah. A, a few times. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fantastic hike. Yeah. 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 Um, well, we're really lucky around here. There's there is oh. hikes all day long in every direction, right? I these little right? parks and yeah. the little corners here, there, and everywhere. And so then we go to Scouts. Scouts is uh, 11, 12, and 13-year-olds. And mm-hmm. uh, they are taking more ownership yet of their program. They're, uh, they've got patrols and patrol leaders, and so they work in teams and uh, on different aspects uh, like this this weekend's uh, big task was them for to for them to work in teams cooking oh yes as, as a group yeah. so that was entertaining yeah uh, i can imagine <laughs> most of the food you're doing that wrong yeah um and then uh, after that is ventures which are 14 15 16 and some 17 um and uh they're about pushing themselves a little bit further taking all that knowledge and working together and they no longer have leaders they have what's called advisors uh-huh. And so the advisor um, kind of sits in on their meeting and and says, "Oh, that might not be a good idea," or yeah. encourages them to push themselves a little further and do something. So they'll be doing bigger hikes and and bigger camping trips. And and at that point, you'll also see them starting to volunteer to help out with other groups and be more of a leader too. Um, following that is rovers, which are eighteen uh, to oh, twenty seven. I, I think yeah. it goes oh, up okay. to and. 
uh, so these are young adults that are, you know, starting to make their own way in the world, and um, they uh, they have their own program, which is totally designed by them. They also have an advisor that that uh, monitors what they're doing, and and uh, I also do rovers, so I like our first meeting of the year I told them I wanted them up on the top of a mountain and they could pick any mountain before the snow flies I wanted them up there yeah. so like in two weekends after that they were hiking Fang and, and uh, spent a, a weekend on the top of Fang Mountain so nice yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I didn't realize it went that high yeah you know, it does like I, I got stuck at Scout and so the adventures and then Rovers Rovers yeah Rover wow. Scouts that really uh, gives you experience. Uh, and you'll find many rover scouts, uh, though it's not uh, uh, required of them. They will then start being full-time leaders in other sections. Yeah. We've got one in Cubs and we've got one in Scouts. Yeah, pay it forward yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And um, the other thing I was thinking while you were talking was, do you teach um, life-saving or do you get someone in to teach swimming, you know, like uh, a couple of weekends ago, we had our uh, venture company and some of our leaders actually from different sections participated in a uh, first aid course. They did their standard first aid over a weekend. And, yeah. and it's always good when you can get another instructor to come in yes. and do some teaching with them because it's a little different. You know, the, the kids all get used to me yeah. droning on at them and telling them to do this and do that and do yeah. this. And yeah. you're, you're going to be smarter for doing it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. uh, but when they have somebody new come in with a certain set of skills and it's kind of like yeah they're, they're they're really tuned in and sometimes i'll do that i'll just bring like a cub leader in yeah. and have the cub leader teach something and and just because uh of who they are and that kind of thing that the kids are really like tuned in it's different right yeah you know, grandpa um said we all of us there was eight of us all close to the same age of his grandchildren we had to go and get our our life-saving certificate for swimming or we would have to have an adult with us um and we couldn't go off on our own without that so we all got our our red cross swimming and i saved my sister's life and my brother saved my uh, our cousin's life so that was good he also made us learn how to ride a canoe in the water mm -hmm. And he also taught us how to... We, we teach that too, but only yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do it in the winter either. <laughs> it's easier in the winter to get yeah. it upright, but yeah. to stay in it or get it to move around is a little and bit more so difficult. All of those things gave us so much confidence as kids, you know, and, and we had our own little scout leader, which was Grandpa. But when I think, listening to you, I think about how much confidence it gave us to try stuff. Yeah, I agree completely, and I mean, again, just watching my own kids throughout the course of this, because again, my younger, or my eldest started in uh, uh, in Beavers as a very timid, very shy, you know, um, kind of you know an, an insular kid. He, he, you know, he was not uh, great at getting out there, and now all yeah. of a sudden he's in Scouts. He's you know, on more than one occasion, he's built his own shelter and slept in it outside, cool. done his own cooking, and he's, yeah. you know, even at school, he's become much more of a leader. So, I mean, I, I do think that this is, I mean, granted, I, I believe in the skills that we teach. I believe in the, the survival side of things. The best thing that we do is we teach these kids that they're competent, that they're confident, yes. that they can grow. Look what you and can do. Exactly. And it's, yeah. it's exactly that. It's the look what I can do. Yeah. 
yeah, and overcome. And oh, well, I thank you for coming in. I think I have to wrap up. Um, are we there? Soon, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's Scouts Canada. Now the local branch is their phone number. They can phone. Uh, I don't think there's a, there's no manned phone number, okay. but uh, there is. Uh, if you go to myscouts.ca, which is our registration, yeah, uh, you can look up a uh, any of the groups within Prince George, um, and it will give you contact information. Uh, or you can go to uh, my or just scouts.ca, which will also give you another uh, avenue to connect with uh, the volunteers. The that are the contact people for for town. Yeah, and you can have an outline of what it takes to be a volunteer. You don't have to be a leader. You could be a volunteer in different other areas that uh, when you're putting on something. When they go through this process, and what will happen is it will be registered to be a volunteer, and you're not committed at that point. All you're doing is that you're sending out a question. Yeah. Um, He says we have to wrap up now, so (laughs) so, darn. Anyway, thank you for coming in, and I hope everybody will go on your website and have a look. And if you're grandparents, get your grandkids in there and uh, see the difference. And anybody who used to be involved? Give us a call. Yeah, for Give sure. Give us a call. We yeah. could use your experience. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was really good. So pleasure. this is Senior Moments signing off for this week. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Golf Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. This is 93.1 CFIS-FM Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the Heritage Free Presbyterian Church, 4020 Balsam Road.